creating your strategic communications plan with a special guest coming up on the School PR Podcast. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. All right, and here we are. Episode 83, creating your strategic communication plan. Very important in our world, and we have a very important guest. Matthew, do you know who today's mystery guest is? <laughs> I do, I do, yes. Actually, someone I love and adore. She is an amazing leader in our school communication space. A recent addition to the California School Public Relations Association Board, None other than Jackie Dillard, APR. APR as well. Director of Communications for the Butte County Office of Education. Jackie, happy to have you on the podcast. How are you? Great to see you. I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Well, we'll, we'll end the excitement very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a fun topic. Yeah, this is an important one, creating that uh, comms plan, as we call it, and there's different ways to do it, different tactics and approaches, and there's some good ones out there, and we know, Matthew and I know how good you are at creating the comms plan, so we thought we'd have you on to guide the folks that are looking to update theirs, do one for the first time. Our field is growing, so there's a lot of new folks in our field that will be doing one uh, that they've never done one before. So we thought we'd go to the master, Jackie Dillard. <laughs> so Jackie, I guess let's we'll start with um, when, I, I guess, kind of the process of should I do one, should I not do one, the benefits of kind of starting this process and, and what that will do for you. Uh, well, let me dive into the benefits first, because if you're if someone out there is thinking about doing one, I think it's always good to have a list of why you would want to do one. Um, for me, it's one, it's a way to measure how successful my work is. Right. And in in earning my APR, one of the steps is the evaluation process. And so many people go through the research, the planning and the implementation, but they leave off that key piece of evaluation. And without that part, how do you know that what you're doing is working? And so having a communications plan, um, it sets you up to be able to regularly look at is what I'm doing working? Do I need to shift? Um, or do I need to keep moving in the same direction? And then in addition to that, when you get to that evaluation piece, I work closely with the superintendent and oftentimes I'll take my strategic communications plan to the entire cabinet and present it. So, you know, I know you've talked about this on previous episodes, but earning that seat at the table, a strategic communications plan can help you do that. Um, because it shows, hey, here are the problems you're facing. Here's the research I've done. I think a great one, um, that's out there right now is how do we how do we curb enrollment decline, right? That's a problem that communications can help solve. Um, and being able to go to cabinet and say, here's how my role in the communications field can help solve this problem. And here's the planning that I've done. Here's how I'm going to implement. And here's how we're going to evaluate that. Uh, it earns you that time with them and eventually can lead to earning that seat at the table. So yeah, I like benefits. that. Yeah, I think that great points as far as kind of that seat at the table and letting people know and not just your superintendent, but presenting it to cabinet too. I think that's a, a great idea. The other thing I think it does well, I remember, especially when I first got into my role, there's all these things I wanted to do. And then I got to a point where there was too many things and I was getting overwhelmed. What it helps you do is you can bring this to your superintendent and say, help me prioritize this. 
And that way, instead of thinking you have 50 things to do, you know, this month I'm doing this, this is a six month project. And by the end of the year, I need to get to this, not tomorrow. So it really helps you prioritize with your superintendent and his or her goals, what they want. And then that way it really does set a plan of action. And it, and I think it takes away that overwhelming feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm never getting to all this. And it helps kind of categorize what you need to do when you need to do it. And I think that is a much better way to go into the year than just a, a list of a million things. That's so true, right? And I'll just piggyback on that. And Jackie, talk to me if you've had this experience, but I know that when I've implemented communication plans, to Ryan's point, it helps because a lot of times, I'm sure listeners out there that work in public relations, we're kind of the catch-all department. For whatever reason, we have a lot of projects that come at us. Other you know, departments aren't taking on whatever it is for whatever reason. And, and the superintendent comes to us, I need you to do this. Or you'll have an associate soup, hey, I need you to create this video. Or, hey, I need you to create a campaign around this. And you can go back to your superintendent and your communications plan or even your board and say, well, this is not this doesn't fit into one of the priorities we've outlined that are critical to us in this moment. So do we want to work that into this plan? Because it's not a document that just once it's typed, it's that way forever. It can move. It can be flexible. Or do we need to stay the course and figure out where that project fits in down the road and prioritize projects based off the plan you've created, which is great. Absolutely. Um, and actually on that topic, I actually just had to reevaluate my strategic communications plan for this school year. So with that in mind, we were focusing a lot on um, hiring practices and how we could help boost uh, applications, getting the right people into our open positions. And that was a very specific issue. And what we realized halfway through the school year is that, hey, this isn't all just communications work. And we were we were lacking in other areas that needed to be prioritized. So bringing up, hey, how do we set those prioritize priorities? We went back to the communications plan and said, nope, these other items need to come up to the top, which means that this uh, human resources project is actually now third in line. And these other storytelling techniques and strategies need to be moved up ahead. They're higher on the priority list. And that helped so greatly in setting my priorities for the rest of the year, but also setting me up for the next year, this upcoming 2023, 2024 year, because it's it's telling me, okay, these are the priority priorities that we need to keep going forward with. And that HR one can come alongside those, but in future planning, we need to look at other issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, that's great. So how do you, how do you go about your timeline? Is it per school year? So here's my plan for this year. Is it a three-year plan? And then I guess the follow-up is how do you go about creating the plan? Do you take kind of your thoughts and ideas, <clears throat> then go meet with your superintendent and say, here's what I'm thinking, what, what am I missing? And then help me kind of prioritize these or what's the first step for somebody looking to start the process? Yeah. Uh, excellent question. So first step is to identify those problem issues or those challenges. And I typically do that through uh, informal interviews with cabinet. Um, I've been in my position for three years now, so I've got a little bit more connection with employees. And so I'll, I'll look at the emails that I've received throughout the year. Hey, this is an ongoing issue that our employees are pointing out. Um, and then other ways to get that information is if you want to do a public feedback survey, that's a great way to get information. What issues are out there in your community that you're serving? So there's multiple ways, but first got to identify those key issues. Then I put together a draft of just those key issues and potential solutions that communications could play a part in. And I take that and I discuss it with my superintendent and I say, okay, here are the issues that I've identified. Is there anything missing? Maybe there's information that I don't have access to because again, that seat at the table, I'm not there hundred percent of the time. Maybe there's something I'm unaware of, but that I should be. And so that's a question I ask uh, and we talk about it. And then once we have that list of questions we take or issues, we take that forward to cabinet, my superintendent and I, and we say, here's the list of identified issues. Let's talk about which top three we could solve in a given time frame. 
our given time frame is typically a year. So we do do July to the end of June. And then I spend July planning. Um, and by August, we are ready to implement. So my July is very busy. I've seen other districts that do a three-year plan, and I think that's a great way of uh, spreading out the work, especially if you've got a larger team that can support that. Um, but I typically focus on two to three problem or challenge issues that I can address in a school year. So what does the format look like when you're, so, so say you have three ideas, you have, we want student recruitment, we, we need to hire more staff, and then we have a bond measure. So you have these things that you're on your radar. And then how, where do you tie in the tactics as far as like how we're going to accomplish these? And what does that look like on the plan? Oh, great question. So uh, you've got your goal statement. Um, basically, you take that problem or that challenge that you're facing and you turn it into a goal. So let's say that you've got declining enrollment. Um, goal could be we want to curb enrollment decline by focusing on retaining current students and attacking, attracting new students. That's a very simple goal statement. Um, from there, you develop your objectives. Okay, we want to do uh, X amount of new enrollment uh, by this date, and we're going to be targeting this target audience. Um, and then you, from there, you can outline your strategies. So it might be, I typically use one word strategies, one to two word strategies. So we want to educate, we want to connect, and we want to attract, right? Um, and then the tactics, really, you're taking that objective and those strategies and you're breaking it down to the day-to-day -day activities that you're going to use in order to make that happen. So how are you going to connect? We are going to do once a month in-person um, coffee and donuts with school site principals and we're going to invite incoming um, students' parents. Okay. We're going to mail out flyers. We're going to send out a monthly email newsletter. We're going to do social media campaigns. Those are your day-to-day -day tactics that you're going to work on throughout the year or whatever designated timeline you've chosen in order to help curb that enrollment decline. Yeah, that's awesome. great. Um, Jackie, do you also suggest, just take a step back real quick, do you suggest really digging into like LCAP or board priorities, board goals to also help build. Cause I know you've talked to your like really specific. Um, so if somebody's looking I back up even further, if somebody's looking at like creating their first strategic communications plan, they're like, man, I don't know those big issues. What are they? Uh, I'm struggling here. Would you suggest also weaving in maybe like LCAP goals, district goals, board priorities, those kind of things too, like maybe a little easier, low hanging fruit. Yes, absolutely. Especially LCAP goals for school districts. So I'll, I'll point out I'm a county office of it. So we work a little bit differently um, regarding our, our goals for our school sites and also with our county office um, board of education. So that relationship is a little bit different. But with school districts, realistically, the board employs that superintendent. So when you're going forward and asking the superintendent, hey, here are the issues and challenges I'm seeing. What's the priority? Really, that question opens up to and what would the board like to contribute to this? Is there an issue to be solved? That's great. Yeah, and Matthew, this is a rarity, but he also brought up a, another good point earlier <laughs> when, in the conversation <laughs> about there's inevitably going to be change in your plan. You're going to get crisis. Another priority is going to pop up midway through the year. That is nowhere on your strategic plan, but anyone that's been in school communications for longer than a week knows that things change and they change rapidly. Do you have, how do you account for that in your plan? So I have these priorities, these are my goals, but I know something's going to happen. I don't know what it is yet. So how do you kind of plan for the unknowable that's inevitably going to happen? Plan for the unplannable. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, oh, you play the what if game. What could happen? Um, yeah. But typically, that's also why I stick to two to three goals per, mm. per calendar year. Um, because I understand that while on paper, that might cause someone who is unfamiliar with communications to look at it and go, well, couldn't you do more? And the answer <laughs> is 
Yes, let me pull out the Excel spreadsheet to show you all the other things I'm doing that are not as high priority, but are still important, especially when you think about how are you telling your organization's story, right? Because you're going to get those one off. Hey, we we're having a school building debt dedicated today. Can you be there? Can you invite the press? And the time and energy that goes into planning those small kind of one-off items, it takes away from the time and energy that you can commit to that strategic plan. So again, helping set those priorities up, but also managing your time effectively and understanding that there are going to be other things. So realistically, those two to three goals, they'll take up maybe 70 percent of your time and that additional 30 is really meant to be left for those other issues that arise or those events, those celebrations or those crises. Yes. And can I just say too, um, you know, if you are one of those people like Jackie hinted to that, that you just feel like you need to fluff up the communications plan just a little bit, you can also put in there strategies and tactics to accommodate some of the work you will be doing. And let's not discount some of this as high-level work. Like one of your goals can be to increase uh, followers and engagement across all channels, websites, social media, right? Um, community engagement can be just a, a goal and you have the strategies and tactics below that. So you can weave in there additional work that you're already doing, but now you're accountable and not only you, but when your superintendent, your board signs off on this plan, they're accountable for you having the space, capacity, time to do that work, right? So if you're like one of those people hearing like, oh, two or three goals, that's not enough. My people are going to need to see more. Don't forget you can also weave in some of these additional functions that your role performs because it is really high value and high return. Yeah. yeah that, I was just going to say that that's a great point because – all those annual things you're doing, just include that in the plan. Like this is going to take place too. So you have two or three maybe new initiatives that you'll be doing, but reminding them, I'm still doing the state of the district. I'm hosting the staff appreciation. I'm doing rotary awards. I'm doing all this. So you can kind of bullet point that underneath. So it doesn't look like, oh, Jackie's just, you know, kicking her feet up with cocktails and doing two new things this year. Well, you just remind them like this, these are the other 90 things I do on an annual basis. And that's just routine. Um, and so the new people can see that and that's in there, included in there, and it kind of keeps you on track and reminds you of all those annual things that you're doing. But to Matthew's point, it, it's good. Just include that in there and can bullet point it. So for you're sharing with people, they, they go, wow, yeah, the comms department is, is doing a heck of a lot of work. Yeah. You can also put into your evaluation piece, like how mm -hmm. is this plan going to be evaluated? Well, I'm going to prepare a communications report and present that. And in that report itself, you can pull in all of that data that you are hopefully collecting from all of the items that you have touched within your role. So if it's not listed as a tactic, but you went ahead and you worked on talking points for multiple events, pull that in. This is how many um, community engagement events that I prepared talking points for. And there were 25 of them. That's beautiful. So how are you tracking? You mentioned it, but what in the particulars about measuring su success and data, is this stuff working that you're doing? So what do you put in that report, I guess, at yeah, the this... end of the year that you present saying like this worked, this didn't work so well, we need to go in a different direction? The evaluative component of your APR. I am actually super excited to talk about this because I just got approved for a ticket system. I am so thrilled um, because previously I was on a Google sheet, just tracking requests and tracking which cabinet member approved those requests and then also tracking the timeline. So if something came in as a high priority request, I made sure the cabinet member said yes. And then I noted high priority needs to be finished within one week. So I was doing that all on a Google sheet that became very um, time, uh, untimely, actually, <laughs> uh, because as as my organization um, really started to involve me in more events and um, challenges that were being brought to light, my time got spread 
thinner and thinner. So what I've done now is I am implementing a ticket system for this coming year that's gonna automatically track all of that information for me. And all I'll have to do is go hit a button. I know I'm <laughs> cool. I feel like a kid on Christmas. That I'm gonna go cool. press a button and it's gonna download a report for me. So so are you, you kind of alluded to it earlier too, are you tracking whether it's for your strategic communications plan or just your daily, are you tracking everything you're doing? I try to track everything that I do. Um, but if I'm unable to, like if it's just, hey, I didn't have enough time to get to this, I'm at least making sure to track, hey, this applies to my strategic plan specifically. Wow. Yeah. And if it, I, I did the same, Ryan, and if you're not, I highly encourage you to, because here's the deal at the end of the year, the board inevitably pops up, the suit pops up. Somebody wants, you're part of, you know, the superintendent's evaluation or whatever. And they're going to want, they're going to want data. What did you do this year? What does your department what, contribute? What have you been doing right? for the past six months? And so, Jesus, you know, I, I did the same where I had a Google doc and I had, if I drafted a press release, I, I linked to it in the doc. If I did a, a social media campaign, I linked to it in the doc and I just had a running total. And when I complete a big project, it goes in the doc and I would update that once a week. And at the end of the year, then you're not having to remember what it was you did that year. You have a running tally and it's really easy to provide reporting on that. I'll say one other thing too on that. Um, it was a really great idea I got from another district called a communication scorecard. I'm not going to call this person out. She's a guru in the space, a legend. I love her. I don't know if she's still doing this, so I just don't want to put her on blast if she's not. But part of her communications plan was a communication scorecard, and she would provide the leadership with just a one-pager of all the things that she had committed to evaluating and tracking. And it was a really beautiful infographic one-page that the board could get. I mean, just imagine how much a board must absolutely fall in love with a little one-pager that shows how great their district's doing in all the community engagement ways. That's just got to be really powerful. You know, um, so I stole my ticket system idea from Santa Clara County Office of Ed. And one of the other reasons was because they were using that data to then advocate for additional positions. So that's another reason. Pull that data, track it, it will be worth it because eventually you'll be able to go forward and say, look, here's where all of my time and energy is being spent. Here's how it aligns with the priorities. And here are all of the requests that I received but was unable to respond to. And those are the things that were missing and I need another person. That's yeah, great. It's, um, I did, I remember years ago I, when I was, you know, Jackie, you talked about getting the seat of the table and we have a podcast about that. And I basically, you know, take the other side of the coin saying like this, you earn your seat at the table and I get into, you know, why that is. So if you're looking for that promotion, you're new in the field, um, I would listen to that podcast because it gives you, a, I think, a different perspective that's not often shared, which <laughs> I sometimes do. Uh, but it, it's important. I, I remember going to my boss years ago with wanting a promotion and giving that data of here's the here's the list of everything I've done this past year, all the extra hours, the events I've been at, and it's overwhelming and it's hard to argue with. So it it is a great idea. The ticket system is also very interesting. Um, one of the problems we face as school communicators, though, is and you often see this on the listserv, you'll get a question and you're like, why are you doing that job? And they shouldn't be doing that job, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, I need to, you know, um, whatever it is, I don't want to give a specific example to call somebody out, but you're like, you probably shouldn't be doing that. And each position is created differently. But when you get a request either in email or via your new ticket system, that is not your obligation, shouldn't be your duty, but you're being asked. And that's a problem a lot of new people will face is that you're the new person. Let me see if I can pawn this off on them, them not knowing any better. And as the new person, and I did it too, I started doing everything. Then I got to a point, like we talked about earlier, I had to stand with my soup and say, help me prioritize because my brain's about to explode. I can't do all this. And frankly, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I don't think I should be doing this person's report. Like they're, they should be capable of that or they have an assistant. So how do you manage that politely by saying, you know, I can help, but somebody's coming off the plate, or maybe this is better suited for your staff and your department to take this on. 
Oh, so now we're diving into setting Let's healthy boundaries. Let's get into it, Jackie. Let's get <laughs> healthy into boundaries. the Cool CR podcast. We are here to dive into the issues, and the this is hitters. an important one that is not talked about enough, but everyone deals with, and it's it's a tough one. So let me let me put it this way: I'm going to go back to my to my how my mama raised me. Right, real quick. <laughs> my mom always told me, "It's my job." to raise you right and protect you. And if you need a scapegoat to get out of something, that's me. So I take that into my leadership role now. So I've told my communication specialist and my interns, hey, if you get a request that you're unsure about, if it's your job duty, don't automatically say yes. You run it by me because as your supervisor, it's my job to supervise and make sure that you're staying on track with priorities which means if you're unsure about something, you forward it to me and I will approve it. And if then, if I approve it, then you can spend the time that's necessary on it. And I set that up with my superintendent when I first started too. I made sure to have those conversations with her and say, hey, this request came in. Here's the priorities we discussed last week. Here's how the priorities would shift this week. We did weekly one-on-ones, we still do. And I said, if I take this on, here's how the priorities are gonna shift. And if she approved it, then my priorities shifted because ultimately that's, that's my job is to serve my organization, my superintendent. And Mm -hmm. now that I've been in the role for three years, I can, I've learned from her and I've been able to turn around and do it for the the people that work under me. And ultimately, uh, if I still have get a request and I've got a question about it, I'll go ask. There's always going to be someone a little bit higher up that you can ask and say, hey, this is the request that I'm getting. Is this something that you actually want me working on? And make sure that you point out, going back to that strategic communications plan, here's the priorities we set, here are the goals, here's how things are going to shift if I take this on. Yeah, I like what you said too, if you're if you do, you're in a position where you manage people, because everyone knows Amber is way nicer than me and she loves to help people and say yes, and I'm like, you just blame me. Just tell them you got to run it past me because we can't do all mm-hmm. these things. And and a lot of the times it's let's give them a fishing pole instead of a fish because we can't do this, especially for 10, 20 schools. Like if we do this video about traffic for one school, now we're creating 20 traffic videos. So we can't do that. Um, it's just not possible. So I'll be the bad guy, but I'll also help frame them. So like, here's what you can do. Here's what we can do. And here, let me teach you how to do a quick video here. Uh, earlier this year, we got every principal uh, tripods and phone mounts and to easily do some video stuff if they wanted to do it. Um, so that's a really good point. Um, the problem is though, when you're new and you're a department of one and you're the one saying yes or no, that's where you're like, uh, but my advice would be, you got to go to your superintendent and be like, here's all the requests I have. Here's what I can do, um, and I please help me prioritize because I can't get all this done. Uh, so if you're Department of One, you're new, you're getting inundated, um, you got to go with the superintendent before you get overwhelmed and like, oh my God, this is I can't do all this all, and they'll help you hopefully prioritize. Yeah, and since we're since we're kind of going down that road, like let me take it one layer deeper and really. St- highlight where the stress will probably come from because where it'll be is you'll be out at a district event, you'll be on a field trip or something and there'll be a board member there. And it's going to be a board member that's going to have a great idea. And they're going to say, why don't you guys do X, Y, Z? Why don't you do this? I think you should do, right? And so there's a lot of pressure when you are new, even now today, seasoned, right? Like we've we've all been in school PR for a long time. When you have a board member or the board president come up to you and start sharing things that they think you need to be engaged in and doing, uh, that can feel very much like you've got to say yes in that moment. But truly, truly, truly hear what Ryan and Jackie are saying. It doesn't have to be a no. It doesn't have to be a yes. Hey, great idea. Let me take that back to the superintendent. Let me take that back to our strategic communications plan. Let me take that back to our planning. Whatever that language is you need to do, it's, it's putting it on hold for that moment in time. And don't give in just because it might be an associate superintendent or an assistant superintendent or maybe even a board president. Um, if in that moment you are just really feeling like that's something that needs to be thought about, uh, voice that. It doesn't have to be a yes. If it is a yes, then great. Say a yes. If it's something very simple, like they've got, oh, you should post this to social media. You know, you don't have to go back to your social superintendent necessarily for that, right? Like give them the win there. But 
Um, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah well, and, uh, go ahead, Jackie. Oh, I was going to say, you know, if you're new, use that to your advantage because that is an excellent answer. Hey, I'm new. I'm still learning the ropes. Let me check in with my superintendent or my supervisor, whoever that may be. Because I, I mean, I was once told that you get to use that I'm new reasoning for like the first three years. Oh, wow. That was generous. <laughs> three years. I was told 12 months. Yeah. At least 12 slow, months. At least. How slower things moving in Butte County was three years. <laughs> wow. Come on, Jackie. Oh, That's amazing. No, that, was, that was back when I first started in school PR and someone told me that and I was like, hmm, yeah. interesting. That's, ador That's adorably naive. That's awesome. That's really, that's really nice. Uh, what, what board member told you that? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm still yeah. friends with them. <laughs> yeah, there's a, but there are, it's a good point though. There's a lot of pressures and the problem is the dynamic you run into is like, yeah, let me prioritize, but you're new. You want to do everything. I wanted to do everything for everybody. I wanted everyone to love me and like me and yep. like be the go-to person. So that's the, the rub you get. And then you say, yes, 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 yes. Everyone loves you. Then you're like, oh my God, I have 800 things to do and they're due Friday and I am. I have no idea what I'm about to do. So um, as we wrap up on the strategic communication plan, Jackie, anything else? So, I mean, create the plan, keep it simple, add in things you're already doing so people know what's happening, provide a report with analytics and data at the end of the year to see how it goes. And if things happen, you don't reach your goals, you can just address them, be honest. And like, this is, this is going to help us create the, the goal for next year. Maybe we shift some tactics. We tried that. Uh, anything else people should keep in mind as they're creating these? Well, I have, I have maybe a more specific question, Jackie. Are there are there big are there main high level themes that you that need components that need to be part of your plan? Matthew uh, thinks he, his question is better than mine, and it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and answer his. Um, <laughs> I would say some big level things that I've noticed is um, telling your organization's story and then breaking that down into how you're going to do it. What's the strategy? What's the actual goal for that? Um, so realistically that engagement with the community and how you're building that, I would say another big ticket item that's coming up bond measures. Okay. Lots of bond measures yeah. are coming up. Yeah. So I think that's, and that's something you can start working on now, because remember, once you actually have a bond measure on the ballot, you can't put out persuasive. It's informational yeah. only. So now's the time to put out the persuasive stuff. Right, because it's not. But on the talking board. about earning a seat at the table, getting a promotion. If you want a promotion, an easy way to do it is help pass a bond measure and prove. I mean, you're literally bringing in millions of dollars, and so it is rare for a school district to have a position that can impact millions of dollars. That can be you. And to your point earlier, too, Jackie is like how to convince you know to hire additional staff. That's another way to do it with these reports. But bond measures, I mean. You know, my position can help bring in millions of dollars. What other position could we hire that's going to do that? Maybe a grant writer, and that's about it, right? Everyone else is spending money. So it's it's a great way to prove your value, especially with tying it to parcel taxes, bond measures, even uh, staff or, and uh, student enrollment, I should say, increasing student enrollment. That's direct ADA, especially yeah. uh, younger students. I mean, that's lots of money, and it's very valuable. Absolutely. Jackie, uh, before we let you go, Matthew, do you have any more intelligent questions than I'm offering <laughs> that you'd like to interject? Um, no, I mean, for me, it, it's really uh, for like the listeners, you know, what, what, what are, what do you put in a communications plan? And, and, and that's going to be really deep for probably this podcast. I think if you're really interested in that, sign up for that CalSPR session where you're going to dive into like, what are, you know, uh, how do you, how do you set up? Uh, even a table of contents, like, like, for example, you know, what topics are going to be covered in this communications plan, uh, you know, tracking, um, you know, cover sheets. And there, there's, it's a lot more than just, you know, here are my topics. Uh, these are the things I'm going to work on this year. It, it goes into a lot of great detail. I'm looking at mine right now. And, you know, we talk about tracking outcomes. We talk about the methods we're going to use. We talk about our key audiences. We didn't talk about key audiences today, but like who, who are the audiences that this communications plan is being set in place to reach? And then how are you reaching those audiences? What are your key messages that you're going to be using? What are the platforms that you're using? So if you're listening out there and you're hearing 
you know, communications plan, it's pretty simple. It is actually really simple, but it turns out to be, and Jackie, back me up here. It turns out to be like a pretty hefty document. Like we're talking communications plans can easily be 10, 15, 20, 30 pages really easily because you're putting in there like what platforms you're using, what systems you're using, the tactics and strategies behind each one of those, um, your goals and objectives, breaking those out by tactics and strategies, uh, laying out your departments, you know, uh, who's in your department. There's probably a page dedicated to just who your department is. If there's multiple staff, maybe images right. of them. I so it's quite off. a bit. Yeah, Jackie, don't back him up on this. It, can, <laughs> it doesn't need to be a 30-page report. It could be three pages. If you're doing 30 here's can. My, Here's it here's can. my here's my problem. If it's a thirty page report and you're spending all that time doing that, guess what? Then you can't. You're taking time away from actually doing the work. So you're sitting there planning and you're not doing anything. So I have this fifty page beautiful document. Meanwhile, nothing's getting done. We're not passing a bond measure. We're not getting new students. We have no new staff because I'm writing this fancy plan with all these infographics. I'm finding photos. I disagree. Don't with forget. That. All right, I will push back hard on that because you can't no. forget. You can't forget that this work is public facing. This is your value. This is your department's value. We hear so many times in board meetings, what does your comms director do? Why are we paying them money? This is that report. And if you doubt me, if you doubt me, let me send you a couple I of reports from very, <laughs> very, very prominent, forward facing, high level communications directors from across the country. I'll send you a couple. Then you can tell me. If their report is worthless, because I'll guarantee you right now, you're going to look it, at them right now and say worthless. Wow. But what were so, they? What, so what what could have been done during that 80 hours of putting it together? A 40 page you're not report. spending 80 hours on that. When you see these oh. reports, when you see these reports, it all comes together. This is all work you're tracking and doing anyway. You're not creating new stuff. Jackie, we see your hand. We're in the middle of a heated argument here. You my are. only point is, my point is, it your first plan doesn't need to be thirty pages like that. It can it can be a few pages. It can be some basics. You don't need a whole page to list who's in your department. All to right? clarify, to clarify, I didn't say your plan has to be thirty pages. I said your plan, it even with be, three simple goals, it can build out to be quite a robust document. And my point was, if you're hearing it's simple, it's simple. Yes, it is simple. But it might end up being a very robust document that's not taking hours and hundreds of hours to create. Uh, but I also want people to hear that if it is 10 or 15, 20 pages long, that's also not a bad thing. Right. But it doesn't I need would, to be is my yeah. only point. I How long is yours, Jackie? I think it's like 10 to 15 pages. I rest my case. 10 to 15. But I would do that's that. 10 to 15. You said 30 pages. I 10 to 15. Say, well, yeah. Ahem. <laughs> I would tell our new um, communication PR professionals that if they're really looking for a good example, go to INSPRA, go to your state SPRA listserv and ask for samples. And then realistically, if this is your first time and you can't attend a class on how to do it or a session at one of the upcoming uh, SPRAs, then pull those samples from others that have already done a lot of that heavy lifting to create those larger documents and fill in your information, your organization, organization's information. It's a starting point and we all have to start somewhere, right? So get a sample. Yeah. We should link to Inspira. I think they have a library of comms plans. Yeah, mm -hmm. they do. And maybe Jackie, you'll be kind enough to share yours and we can link to it and uh, we can all dissect it uh, page by page, page by page <laughs> by page by page. My, no, I mean, I'm sort of joking, but I remember in, in COVID, everyone had these, or not everyone, some people had these plans, some communities were demanding them. And you so you're spending all this time working on an 80 page plan that looks beautiful that and maybe a fraction of it may ever come to fruition because we didn't know what in the world was going on. But there was this like just demand for plans. And it was like, oh, we're doing things. So we don't have time to do, you know, a 40 page plan. And it was, some of them are like, yeah, they look pretty. Are you ever going to use it? Is it ever going to come off your desk? No. So uh, I know that's not the exact case here. And I'm being a little facetious with that. But uh, that's my only point. It doesn't need to be too elaborate. Don't be overwhelmed or intimidated by it. It's a good starting point. You can always add to it year after year and be a little more in depth with links and all that. 
But you also, if it is a 30 pager and you want the public to consume it, you're going to need a brief summary of it anyway. Um, you're going to need like, you know, a two pager or the final report coming back because they're not going to want to go through 30 pages. Well, I posted this on Instagram on March 2nd and it got 200 views, you know. So that's my one of my points. <laughs> Jackie, before we let you go, um, your internship, you mentioned that briefly. Um, how is that going? What's your format? And um, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man, it's going well. Um, I have one intern at the moment and I'm working on adding a second. So um, the current intern that I have, I had her working on uh, some social media stuff uh, previously, and then she actually expressed that she was interested in writing guidebooks. And I oh. and she had turned out she had done like a branding guidebook for a newspaper at her university. And so I jumped on that. If, if I said, if that's what you're interested in, full power to you, let's, you know, switch tactics and have you work on that. So that's what she's working on right now is a branding slash communications guidebook for county, our county office of ed. And then the second intern that I'm currently, um, in conversation with and hoping to add to our team in the next couple of weeks i'll have her work on strategic social media nice so what will um she be doing as far as social media she'll be posting planning analytics uh a mix of all the above i think to get started she'll be just planning posts um creating the content so i'll be still you know, going out, getting photos or collecting photos from employees that send them in. And then I'll be sharing those with her and I'll have her create the graphics that go out. And then my hope is to also kind of guide her. We have a strategic social media plan in addition that's to great. strategic communications plan. Yeah, that's so good. walking her through that wow. plan, um, kind of coaching her on, hey, this is how we plan ahead months in advance for the types of posts and the content we want to collect. And then uh, my my hope, my dreams and wishes are to kind of set her free on that and say, hey, go forth and prosper um, and watch our community engagement on social media uh, take off. Nice. How many plans do you have? <laughs> what other plans? Do you have a plan for the internship plan? Well, <laughs> I like planning. <laughs> you love planning. You're the perfect person for this topic. I mm -hmm. love planning and I love having the checklist of all the things that I have to get done and checking them off one by one. There's no greater feeling. Well, there is, but not not many come close work-wise. So Jackie, do you, things off. do you write do you write things down just to cross them off? Oh, even though you've yes. already done them? Okay. All right. That's good. That's yeah. good. Oh yeah. What do you what do you guys use as far as your checklist? What do you use, Matthew? I'll start with you. I either use a Google Doc or, or a Google Excel sheet. Okay, Jackie. I have a running Word document, um, and what I do is I list out all my tactics from my a Word document. A Word County really is yeah. Who uses fun. Word? Word hey, hey. is that is that wow. do you put your PowerPoints in there? Do you? Well? What is happening, Jackie? We'll, we'll talk about becoming a. <laughs> wow. You know what? Wow. It's what know. works. It's what gets the job done. Okay. okay. Sometimes those things are out of our control. They are. This specifically, absolutely, is out of my control. Because yeah, so, but somebody anyway. sent me a Word doc asking. They asked me for help on a press release they were sending out, and I said, "Yeah, once you use a Google Doc, like everyone else in the district, I'll be happy to help with that." Like everyone, of, everyone yeah, else, instead of like we're, downloading we're your doc, a... editing it. Yeah, like oh my goodness. We are not a Google organization yet. Well, you'll probably get there. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Hey, as we wrap up, I, I just want to say that uh, for for anybody that's new to 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 Ryan and I's relationship, I, I feel like we always have to give this disclaimer. Um, if you're listening, you're like these two guys. We are like brothers. Uh, we we we. I, I love Ryan. Um, I don't know how he likes me or not, but but I do love I do love Ryan. Um, but we do we do we we kind of we're like brothers that way. So sometimes uh, we we do have opposing views, which I think personally is what uh, makes the relationship great because sometimes we we kind of uh, 
really challenge each other's thoughts and ideas. On that note, uh, I do want to just reiterate that Ryan is not wrong. He's right in that wow. I appreciate I appreciate where That's he's coming from. This. Like if you're not if you're listening to this, I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed. Like they got to come up with some twenty or thirty yeah. page document. Please don't feel that way. I will say that the two examples that Inspra has on their website. What are they? How many pages? How many pages? Well, well let's guess. Here Over we go. under Jackie. Uh, Thirty-five. Um, I'll, I'll say, yeah, it's kind of, I, yeah, if it, I'm going to say it's over 35 and I'm going to put my head through a wall. <laughs> no, so <laughs> the first one's 26 pages and the next one's 24 pages, both medallion, gold medallion, uh, winners. Those wow. are their prime examples. They are beautiful plans, but again, <laughs> I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed. Ryan's totally right in that. Please don't feel overwhelmed. Like you got to go in there and be some kind of crazy graphic designer and come up with all kinds of pages to fill a plan. You certainly do not need to do that. Ryan's totally right. Man, that never gets old. God, that feels good. <laughs> you you were still recording, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I don't I don't think I've ever heard that actually. That's that that has a nice ring to it. Thank you, Matthew. You made my day. No worries, I got you. No, but that's what I mean, that's you know, Matthew and I, we go back and forth. But I mean you guys bring up good points. It can get to that. And it does it look, it does look nice. If you drop a thirty page, you know, strategic comms plan on somebody's desk, it's hard not to be impressed with. But yeah, it doesn't need to be that involved. And there's other good ones. And um, while the rest of us are doing the work, you can put together those pretty pages. And <laughs> um, Jackie, are you following us on Instagram School PR Podcast? Because Daniel Thigpen is, and we dropped a lot of names in our last podcast. And we have a lot of views from Washington now, Matthew, by the way. That's awesome. That's a good group of people out there. Yes. I'm um, pretty sure I am. Well, she's I'm pretty, pretty sure she is. I'm, I'm making sure right now because yeah. if I'm not, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a, that wasn't a yes. I'm yes, I am. Sure. Hey, we, we should be on page eight of your strategic followers. your strategic comms plan. We should be like page eight. I'm going to get good ideas from the school PR <laughs> podcast to implement in our county up here in Butte. That That's is right. That's that should right. be in everyone's strategic comms plan <laughs> at least page eight or earlier. Uh, and speaking of uh, Peach Jar, follow them on Instagram, Peach Jar Inc. And if you need help with your strategic comps plan, I know a really good thing to enter in there would be, let's make a great system of flyers instead of all these paper flyers. Let me be the hero in our district. We'll save the earth with all these trees. We'll will uh, save money, will save hassle and time for people. You can do that through Peach Jar. Reach out to them if you're not using online digital flyers. You're in uh, the olden times, so get with the times. And Peach Jar is the highly recommended one that everyone is using. Amen uh, to that. Nickelstrategies.com. They can help you put together a strategic communication plan in a heartbeat. They have some amazing people over mm -hmm. there doing great work. So if you need help and you're working, you're actually doing the work, and you want somebody to help with that plan, Nickel Strategies. And Soundmind.app, they are an amazing mental health program. Um, they have the app, but they have a whole mental health and wellness awareness campaign. If you work with uh, them, they're in a bunch of schools throughout the country. So check them out. Anyone you would like to name drop, Jackie? Because our last episode was basically name dropping. And we, I honestly think we got like 15 names in there, Matthew. I was counting. I was listening. And, That's oh awesome. my goodness. Yeah. Uh, no, I... I... You know what? Yes, I want to play this game. How about all the you, voters of Calspar that you know showed their faith in you and that you're going to return that by representing them and serving the Calspar board? That is that is very honorable and commendable. So thank you for your service. <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you to all the Calspar members out there that voted for me. Um, but what's your name? What's your name? My goal is to not let them down. I am Jacqueline Dillard, APR, Director <laughs> of Communications. Um, but the name that I want to drop, not my own, yeah. you mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 not your own, not your own. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Stephen Nichols actually was the mm. uh, mentor that I had in creating my first strategic communications plan for Butte County Office of Ed. So there we go. He's great. He's great. You know, if you haven't visited their website, check out NicholsStrategies.com, Bespoke communications, strategies, plans, systems, everything. It's a very beautiful website. It's pretty new. I think they went live with it just a few months back. Really great look. If you want to know what a really good website looks like, check it out. Looks really great. Um, and you are right. One of the things listed right there front and center is strategic communication and marketing planning. They can hook you up. 
Yeah, they're a sponsor of the podcast, have been for a couple of years. They're amazing. So, I mean, Steven is one of the best in the business. His team is amazing. Um, the Godfather PR is based Tom DeLapp, and this is kind of Nickel Strategies is Tom DeLapp 2.0. They kind of transitioned, um, and they still work with Tom, who's amazing. And so, yeah, and they also have... Um, Leslie Bruinton? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. I Former mean, Instagram gold. Jacob? Uh, Ando and Jacob Ando, solid gold. Love that guy. They're amazing. And they, they just added um, case studies uh, on their website where they have kind of these case studies and issues that, that they've dealt with and walked through. So it's just great information. Um, so I would definitely, as Matthew said, recommend their website, nicholstrategies.com. The case studies is something that is new on their website, but they have a lot of good ones. If you have uh, any interest you're working on that it's in your strategic communication plan, they probably have a case study on it. Um, so that can, that can help you in your planning. All right, Jackie, congratulations on everything. Your APR, the Calisper board. I know you won a lot of awards recently. Um, your work <laughs> in the field and willing to give back, um, is very much appreciated. We're all a big fan. When you were on the board as a regional chair, we just kind of, uh, God, one of your ideas I remember we were talking about at the last Calisper conference as we wrapped up was so good. And you are a total data nerd, but it is just <laughs> like very next level, smart, strategic. And so we appreciate all your giving back uh, to the field. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me too. Matthew, we still appreciate you as well. <laughs> Hey, I'm happy to be in the room with two rock stars. Yeah, that was fun, Jack. We appreciate it. Great information. Great time. Great catching up with you guys. And uh, Jackie, can they follow uh, your great work at uh, your social media for your county and yourself? Where can can the good folks find you? Oh, yeah. Well, Butte County Office of Ed is on, let's see, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn um, at ButteCOE or at BCOE story. Nice. And you know what I like to do sometimes too is kind of with Matthew did it with Nickel Strategies, the website is I'll go to other school district websites and just peruse for an hour. Mm-hmm. And man, the things you find and the inspirations you get. So I'd encourage you to check out if you're especially if you're a county office, go check out uh, Butte County Office of Education the website, see what they're doing. I steal a ton of stuff from San Diego County Office of Education for resources. Um, but just other districts too, you see high school pages, how they have them set up formats, what's on there, what's not on there. Um, so it's a good way to kind of help yourself and get ideas and inspiration as you're kind of creating those plans and, and your work ahead. Yep. All right, guys, appreciate the time as always. It's the school PR podcast and, uh, great information, Jackie, you're an inspiration to us all, Matthew. Yep. You are an inspiration as well, my friend. <laughs> ah, as are you, my friend. As are you. Uh, you two rock. Too kind. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. We will talk to you soon.